Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. I am Nick Jimenez, joined by Eric Calvino. Yo! And Ivan Ocampo. Hello! Today we will be smoking a La Gloria Cubana, talking about some FDA March Madness, also basketball March Madness, uh, spring break, and as always, recommending some stuff that you should check out. But before we get into that, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Villiger Cigars. Villiger Cigars, celebrating 130 years in tobacco, unveils its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villiger La Vencedora. The Villiger La Vencedora is the follow-up cigar to the highly acclaimed Villiger La Flor de Inclán and Villiger Sandoro Colorado. This Nicaraguan puro, wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano puro wrapper, boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villiger La Vencedora, which translates to the victor, emits a billowing aromatic smoke throughout the smoking experience. The Villiger La Vencedora, a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. So let's get into this episode's featured cigar, which Whoa, you guys is, lit it. Uh, you guys lit yours? We, we haven't lit it yet. We were advised by Ivan, who who lit his first, that we should uh, that we should light this on air on 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 mic. The lighting shall come. My lighting shall commence. Mine now. shall commence in just a moment. We are smoking La Gloria Cubana Artesanos de Obelisco. This is a uh, La Gloria that is shaped like an obelisk, according to the uh, manufacturer website. Quote. Created as a tribute to the artisan cigar makers of El Credito's Fabrica in Santiago, La Gloria Cubana Artesanos de Obelisco is the third installment in the Artesanos series. The inspiration for the cigar comes from the iconic monument to the heroes of the Restoration, situated high atop the center of Santiago. So, uh, this is an obelisk-shaped cigar. It is 5 by 57. That's 57 at the, at the, at the foot of the cigar, right? So it goes being an obelisk it uh it narrows as it gets to the to the head it's quite is, sharp right like the the shape is a sharp the, it's a pretty sharp yeah, what, what exactly is an obelisk if you if you it, dropped it, out of high school if you had to give me like a <laughs> yeah if you had to give me like Wa- some, washington monument is an obelisk okay monument cool is an obelisk, right? thanks although unlike done um, nick that's it done i got well, it no that's it yeah, yeah yeah it's an obelisk all right fine so uh so this is a five by 57 obelisk obelisk uh, with unlike the Washington Monument, this has an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Um, I haven't lit mine yet, so you guys go ahead and jibber jabber about your impressions so far while uh, I get I, into this. Well, okay, so I literally just just lit it, and it does. It's an it's a sharp. I mean, that's why I said, "Wow, it, that's a sharp shape, right?" Because it feels the edges are are interestingly uh, and uniquely sharp in your. Uh, in your mouth, so it's, it's interesting. What I, what I find weird is how small the tip is. So you're smoking the the top of the Washington Monument, and then it gets so wide. So, yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, you're, I you're, it, not, you're not used to it. It's cool. So other than the other than the shape, because, again, I'm, I'm still... Wait, st- sticking to the shape, I know that this comes in a super badass box, Yeah, right? like fans, yeah. So was this cigar made... For the box, or is this something that's commonly done? No, shape-wise? it's not. No, it's not a commonly made shape for sure. Because it fits the box perfectly. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, w- I would imagine that the box was made to fit the cigar. Uh, right. But yeah, no. It's, this is not common in any way, shape, or form. But I, I, uh, 
I dig it. You know, I dig these unique uh, shapes. As for the the taste and the aroma, I'm I'm not quite there yet to to give you any uh, any notes. Yeah, I'm having a little bit of trouble getting it to light evenly right now. Um, but there's a tiny like uh, a little bit of notes. Uh, sorry, nuts, toast. Yeah, I mean it's it's a nice Sumatra. The 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 wrapper has a, a lot of the notes that that you would expect from a from a good Sumatra wrapper. Yeah, a little. Like you said, it's nutty. It's got a little bit of that, uh, a little bit of like a light sort of like milk chocolatey mm-hmm. sort of thing. Not strong. Probably no. medium. No. Now I do have to pepper. excuse myself. I just got back from the t- dentist. You have to take a dump. Oh no! Just got back from the dentist, so my mouth is like, <laughs> it hurts everywhere. How's that uh, it's going? It's a little numb. How's the smoke uh, affecting your fillings? My fillings? No, it's uh, no, it's fine. It just it's sore. So uh, we usually get into some MSRP. I haven't found the manufacturer's reference to MSRP, but to give you some idea. Um, well, listen, I just bought them at Neptune. Oh, what'd you pay for them? Yeah, that's what I was gonna go look at. Neptune gives you your uh, receipt online. I love this label. This is like one of the baddest labels really ever yeah. made. Yeah, right. Nikki MSRP eleven ninety nine. All right, so eleven ninety nine per. For... I paid ten eighty for them. Okay, congratulations on your on your deal. Well, um, no, that's no, that's just Neptune. Uh, that's just their standard discount. Well, sure, yeah, that's what I mean though. You 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 have found a uh, a, a better price than MSR than MSRP. Uh, but yeah, so ten or eleven bucks. Roughly. Dilly dilly. <laughs> Whatever, man. So, yeah, yeah. Twelve bucks is what you would pay. Uh, buy it at Neptune, you get it for ten eighty. Okay, there you go. So uh, again, La Gloria Cubana Artesanos de Obelisco. We will be uh, coming back to this cigar. In the meantime, though, let's talk about fake meat. So when we were uh, <laughs> talking, a, a great segue. <laughs> yeah, no, no, outstanding. <laughs> if, you got, if you have a better way to transition from one to the other, I'm all ears. Um, so as we were, you know, kind of uh, bouncing the right ideas about what to talk about, Ivan suggested that we talk about lab-grown meat. So uh, this is something that's been reported on a good amount lately. Uh, the story that we're all looking at right now is from CNBC. This is in the show notes, Eric. Uh, Bill Gates and Richard Branson are betting lab-grown meat might be the food of the future. So apparently some major food manufacturers are investing in this sort of thing and um, the long story short of it is that this is supposedly addressing the problem of, uh, of farming and livestock farming being unsustainable in the long term, supposedly, uh, and, uh, you know, l- growing meat in a lab. I don't know if that's synthetic meat or some kind of weird Petri dish, uh, organic material, uh, but basically is getting more and more, uh, feasible and, and tastier. What say you? What say you? <laughs> so, no, I, what is, let, let's, let's start with what is the closest you've come to eating fake meat? Are you into like bean burgers, oh. tofu? Okay, oh. so the closest I've come is, is grilling these like bean burgers for my cousin uh, who is a vegetarian. And so whenever she comes over, which is typically once a year, yeah. I have to grill these. Lifeless bodies. Hockey pucks. (laughs) Yes. And the interesting thing is, no matter how much fire you give them, they do not change. No. They just get warmer. Yeah. But they don't change. Like, you don't, you can't, there's no grill mark. There's no, 
So my wife loves them. I call them the okay. I call them the loofahs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't for the life of me understand why she likes these things, but uh, but I make them. Yeah, and can't burn them. Can't charm them. They always yeah. just, just get hot, buddy. Go for it. Yeah. You know what's weird is uh, so this. This fake lab made. There's, it's super expensive. So they're saying that it's the, the the systems in place still haven't caught up to you know the regular meat industry because they have economies of scale and they make it a lot cheaper. So to buy one of these hockey pucks now, <laughs> you're paying almost like two or three times what like a normal like steak would would cost. Burger would cost. Yeah, yeah. or a burger. Um, it doesn't sound appealing right now. So I, now that you're talking about that, so according to the CNBC story, uh, Paul Shapiro, author of Clean Meat, How Growing Meat Without Animals Will Revolutionize Dinner and the World, says the first clean burger in 2013 cost about $300,000, although the price is closing in on around $11 a burger. There is still a ways to go. So I'm sure the $300,000 includes all the built-in like R&D sure. and all of that kind of garbage, but... Uh, from three hundred thousand to eleven dollars a burger in the span of just a few years is it's a pretty steep decline there. Um, yeah, but you but you said it get... though. I mean, it is all that R and D upfront exactly, that has yeah. to be done. Yeah. How, how cheap would it have to get for you to replace your Kobe beef? Oh my God! Speaking of Kobe, no, 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 ten year recommend. Yeah, <laughs> easy, easy blah, trigger. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so the question was, how cheap would it have to get? Um, For you to start, assuming that the taste was exactly the same, if it's exactly the same, if it's fifty cents cheaper a patty, you're you, buying the fake one. You probably wouldn't even know that you're buying the fake one at that point. Yeah, yeah. If the whole thing is it tastes yeah, exactly it, you, the same, you, you probably wouldn't even know it. Yeah, I, I think the question is really if it tastes almost the same, but you can tell. Do you do you pay a premium for real meat at that point? Like, if they get this to the point where it's cheaper but not as good, do you still want real meat? Well, what, basically what you're talking about there is Little Caesars versus a real pizzeria, right? You have a real pizzeria that makes real pizzas with tomato sauce that comes from real tomatoes. And then you have Little Caesars, which does theirs on a conveyor belt. And sure. yes, people do pay. Right. Uh, people do take over that, uh, take that advantage of, of paying less for uh, an inferior product. They do that all day long. I don't. Personally, I don't. I'm, I'm not into that. Yeah. Give me Leo's down the street. Sure. Down. So but, part of the interesting thing here is that they're, it, it seems like a product that's really more geared towards solving, uh, you know, the, it's a cliche thing, but a third world problem. Yeah. But they're trying to advance the technology by having it address first world taste. So like this article makes reference to $50 a pound fake foie gras. I don't know if the person buying foie gras wants lab foie gras. At fifty dollars a pound. Well, I mean, at that point, I think that you're looking at the um, the animal, yeah, the animal digo, cruelty. Or, yeah, the animal cruelty people who who don't like what happens to a duck uh, in order to get your foie gras. So I think that if you have a person who is willing to pay the fifty dollars for the foie gras and is uh, appalled by the animal cruelty, then yeah, I think that person. Uh, but I think the other Majority of the population won't give a shit and will just pay the fifty bucks. We'll eat regular foie gras, right? Uh, unless it's outlawed, yeah, or banned. So, speaking of 
animal staying alive. Let's talk about tiger. Whoa! <laughs> now there's a segue. Now. Right? There is your segue. The segue is about all I have to contribute to this discussion. <laughs> That's true. You're not uh, much of a golf fan. I'm not much of a golf fan, and the one time I golfed a full round, I was pretty much golfing backwards, uh, <laughs> putting balls behind me. Um, well, I was oh, Ivan, balls behind oh, you. Oh, yeah. That sounds terrible. <laughs> all the balls behind me. <laughs> sounds like par for the course for Nick. <laughs> Woohoo! Zing! <laughs> Oh boy! So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, tiger, obelisco behind me. <laughs> oh, that monumento. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> all right. So, uh, Ivan, you're a resident uh, golf guru here. You've been following Tiger since since you were in high school, really. So I'll I'll give you my little yeah. Tiger. You, you and Tiger go way back. Yeah, we go way. We're the same. We're the exact same age. I'm actually a month older than he is. So we played in the same junior tournaments our entire time, our entire life. Uh, he was always, you know, an amazing golfer, which he still is. Uh, but I was always a jealous little bitch my entire life. So I hated him. I was jealous. I quit golf. I always talked shit about him. Didn't like him. And, and this is this is before most people knew who he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you're but you're seeing him in all but the then, high but school standings. But then, but he, 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 you know, his career skyrocketed at, you know, after he was like 17, 18 years. Once he started to get into college, he started to get started to get more press, and he he exploded into the phenomenon that he was. I I, I hated talk talking about him. I hated the whole thing until his life came crumbling down. When he got married and he ran that car into the tree and he got the divorce and he started getting DUIs and then I started to become the biggest Tiger Woods fan in, of, yeah, in the world. Because he wasn't this entitled prodigy, which he always was, and he became like a normal human being. So he's out there grinding and yeah, yeah. So he had to actually work for what he's got. So now, and make, to, to be clear, here we're saying. You saw him as having to work for what he had, because it's not like he didn't put in any work before oh, no, he no, ran no, a car no, into no. a course, tree. Of course, no, no, of course, of course. Right. It was just the attitude that yeah. he had beforehand, and then what I know he had to do now at this point. So he struggled. He can't chip now, and I remember everybody saying, "Oh, Tiger's done. He sucks." And I'm like, "This guy's a champion." As much as I hated him, I'm like, "This guy's like one of the best golfers that's ever lived." So. Seeing him succeed now, he's come in second place in the last two tournaments. Yeah. Uh, we're getting close to the Masters. I mean, it's really nice to see him play well. I know the PGA Tour is loving it. Are you kidding me? It's yeah. amazing for the game. It's great for the game. So it's it's w- golf is in a good sp- spot right now. Watching him succeed and Phil's doing well. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. Both of those guys time. are coming in hot into this tournament, so that should be fun. Yeah, it'll be. What's your what's your uh... If you had to just put money on one guy right now, where would you put it? Oh, let's say you pick a guy that's gonna finish at or near the top. What guy's gonna do really well this week, or not this week, next week? We're talking Masters. Uh, it's gonna be hard to bet against Bubba. Bubba's won it twice. So the the course fits him very very well because he's lefty. He's a lefty and lefty long. and long, and he shapes it well. 
and he's been playing awesome this year. I don't Has know. Has he really? Yeah, I don't know what he did in the offseason, but he is playing absolutely awesome. So I think, I think Tyke, he painted over his uh, General Lee. Uh, he's got a General Lee car, he does, yeah. He does, and he, I think he painted over the Confederate flag on the roof. Yeah, and I saw a picture of him in shorts the other day, and he's got really hairy legs. <laughs> so <laughs> That's probably why he's playing so well. <laughs> so both of those things. But, yeah, no. Uh, it's easier to know where the wind is coming from course, when you got all that hair on your legs. Of course, you got it, Nick. See, even though Nick's not a golfer. Yeah. But you're you're never hairy legs, so. <laughs> but you're never gonna pull, well, at least me. I I love underdogs, so I'm always gonna pull for somebody who hasn't won it before. Uh, so I'm not gonna be pulling for Bubba, Bubba, but he's you know he looks great right now, and you know, Tiger would be the best story. Like Phil would be a great story, but I don't know, maybe like uh, Justin Thomas would be. Justin Thomas would continue his dominance. Yeah. What do you who do you like? Just it's hard to to argue Justin Thomas, man. That guy, every tournament he's up there, every tournament. So, if I had to, and and this is one thing that he's missing. So if I had to pick one, I would pick uh, I would pick Thomas or Ricky. You know, Ricky doesn't yeah, have the major. That'd be awesome. He's playing good. He is playing well. Hopefully, but, uh, one of these Thomas, guys wins that we're talking about. That that made me feel so much better when we come back on the air. All right. All right. Nick, who do you like? I'm all about Justin Thomas, man. <laughs> that guy, he's got he's got the hairy legs. He's got no, that's Bubba Watson. Uh, well, you know, have you seen Justin's legs though? <laughs> Actually, we have, right? It's uh, how are they? No, what, are they, about what is that thing that they that they used to do? The what what do they call that? All these uh, Spieth, Thomas, yeah, Smiley, the Bahama Boys or the Beach Boys, like that. yeah, yeah. and crazy. they would do these these shirtless videos. Got it. That Ivan would uh, would watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm putting all my balls behind Justin Thomas. Uh, <laughs> speaking of winners, El Galang Cigars Woo-hoo! is a sponsor sponsor of this episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. El Galang Reserva Especial comes in four box pressed sizes: Aidosos, which is a five by fifty two. Then there's the five and three quarters by fifty four Apuestos. The 6x52 Torpedo Gallardos and the 6x60 Obesos. They are all 100% Nicaraguan blends wrapped in Jalapa Oscuro wrappers available in stores nationwide. Check them out on their website, elgalangcigars.com. That's E-L-G-A-L-A-N cigars.com. You can also find them on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for El Galang Cigars. That's El Galang Cigars. Uh, El Galang is uh, is the company headed by Felix Mesa, who will be running Fuente's new Nicaraguan factory. Uh, again, just shameless plug for ourselves. Look back in our uh, podcast library for the interview with Carlito Fuente about his uh, planned Esteli factory. And in that interview, he's got some uh, some glowing things to say about Felix Mesa, as if the cigars weren't enough reason to smoke his cigars. Check out what uh, what Carlito Fuente has to say about the guy. Good stuff. Uh, and you also want to say about El Galang? Well, you know, lately, uh, as much as I love the, the El Galang uh, Reserva Especial, which uh, we always uh, have loved from the day it came out, I'm, you know, I'm digging the uh, the Sentimiento recently, the Doña, Doña Nieves Sentimiento. It was in our top 25 and uh, the last couple times I've I've hung out with Felix, I found myself going for the sentimental because when you're at yeah you know, when you're at his place, he's like always you know grab a cigar, <clears throat> and uh, I used to always go 
eyes closed straight to the Reserva Especial. And these last couple times, I've gone to the Sentimiento Torpedo, that little box press torpedo. I dig that. So, uh, so check that out too, man. That's good. All right. So, uh, switching from golf to a sport that I know a little bit better, but that I have not been following this year, uh, March Madness. We are in the thick of March Madness. In the last uh, banter episode of this podcast, we talked a little bit about the uh, bracket situation. Unfortunately, I missed the deadline for uh, entering the pool here. You didn't I, miss much. But <laughs> I would like an update on where our two-man tournament stands. How are we doing? I haven't looked because uh, after <laughs> everyone's teams got destroyed, it became like a a race for last. So uh, if you talk, I'll check. So I will say uh, this is a little bit of a public service announcement. I think it's uh, at some point in the first few days of April, Little Caesars will be giving away free pizza because they had uh, promised to do that if a 16 seed beat a one seed. Which oh, that's right. When is that happening? Which did happen. No, no. Um, when is the the when do you get the pizza? I'll look it up. But Not you guys, that I will. you guys get into some of this uh, into your bracket situation right now. All right. So I've got I've got the bracket situation. All right. So I am leading Ivan by a measly ten points. A which measly is, ten points. Which is, but you but your team's still alive. Villano- Villanova is your your chosen champ, and, and your uh, champ lost in the first round. My champ was embarrassed. So my champ was uh, Virginia. And uh, that was that was sad. <laughs> so this will be uh, April 2nd. So Monday, April 2nd at Little Caesar Stores, uh, you can get a free lunch combo, which is, uh, it looks like a rectangle of pizza, uh, like a lunch-sized, I guess, piece of pizza. And, pizza, pizza. And, pizza, a, pizza. and a drink that was unintentional, but I did. I did the pizza, pizza. Um, so yeah, April second. I have a little Caesars by my house. I think it'll be interesting to just like, go in there and buy the. Uh, I'll, I'll get the. I'll, I'll get the combo, but I also want to see like what kinds of characters show up for free March Madness pizza. So is this the first time in a in a podcast episode where a company gets bashed for making a <laughs> pizza? When I talked about pizzas earlier, and now gets. Uh, oh, I don't you know. know. I don't know if I'm bashing them. Okay. No, I'm not bashing them. It's, no, no, it's me, cool. me. When oh. I said that, I'd rather go with uh, right. real yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I compared yeah. it to lab-grown meat. Right. Yeah. So, so free lab-grown meat pizza, uh, April second. Uh, but I'm gonna. The crowd's gonna be the best part of it. For I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna hang out there for a little bit just to see, and maybe maybe we'll have some video on the Cigar Snob YouTube channel. How much does it cost Little Caesars to to actually make that square of pizza? Like a quarter. I would guess it's in that ballpark. Yeah. Um, maybe not literally a quarter, but not, not very much. So, Nick, when are you are you uploading this audio today? Yeah, today or, or tomorrow. Because I think today there's there's games today, I believe. Today or tomorrow. March Madness games. Yeah. We're, we're recording this uh, at 4 o'clock, 4-ish, on March 23rd. So, so yeah, I mean, they're going to be... There will probably be some developments between this conversation. So, yeah, you got, you got Clemson, Clemson, Kansas tonight at 7. West Virginia, Villanova, Villanova being Ivan's team. The Cuse against Duke. And uh, Texas Tech against Purdue. The Cuse. The a Cuse. lot of lower seeds still in this. A 5-1 and a one with Clemson, Kansas. A 5-1 and a one with West Virginia, Villanova. Syracuse is an 11 versus a 2 with Duke. And Texas Tech is a 3 versus Purdue, which is a 2. 
So Loyola is still in there, which is an eleven too. Loyola is incredible. That, that's the only team that I've actually watched. They got a bunch of guys that just hit three pointers from everywhere. Yep, they play tomorrow uh, against Kansas State. That's I a, like their chances. That's the Cinderella team right there, right? No doubt about it. Let's go Villanova. All right. So uh, other things that are causing people madness in March: the FDA. Um, this is a uh, a recurring theme in just about every cigar media space, whether it's this podcast, other podcasts, other magazines, our magazine, other websites. Uh, the FDA latest news is that an exemption for premium cigars, which um, people had hoped would be in the omnibus spending package that was working its way through Congress recently, is not in that omnibus package. So there will at least as of now, not be uh, language exempting premium cigars from FDA regulation in that bill, which, for reasons unrelated to the cigar thing, Donald Trump is threatening. I hesitate to use threat because he says a lot of things on Twitter that sound like threats, but they're empty enough by now, I think we know sometimes that. But, uh, but he's saying that because of other issues, namely the uh, border wall and DACA, that he will not be uh, signing, signing it, this yeah. bill. So, which may be a good thing in the sense that it presents, it sort of uh, adds a little time to the clock to work some of that language in because they're going to be making other edits if he actually vetoes it. They're going to have to do yeah, something. Of course. Uh, so there may be a silver lining there for, uh, for the cigar world, regardless of where you stand on the rest of that bill. Yeah, there's also, uh, in addition to, to that little silver sliver of a silver lining, mm-hmm. There's also the the lawsuits, mm-hmm. right? That are that are pending, and then there's uh, the FDA just the new director uh, deciding to to lay off uh, and back off from cigars, right? So there's there's still uh, some glimmers of hope uh, in terms of cigars being kept out of this regulation, right? But uh, but it's not pretty, man. I mean, I, again, I urge. Uh, every cigar smoker to, well, you were about to mention the Rocky on Tucker Carlson. I was going to say everyone well, should watch that. I, I was going to, the what you were just talking about, so just to, in case people are unaware of, of some of this FDA uh, new direction from the FDA, uh, I'm, I'm on Half Wheel, uh, Half Wheel's website, which Half Wheel does a, a good job of, of staying on top of some of the minutia. Absolutely. Of, Carly of and the clan, man, they do a good job. Yeah. So uh, the FDA is formally, this is a, a story actually uh, post by Charlie, um, is formally reevaluating whether it will continue to regulate premium cigars. On Monday, FDA will issue an advanced notice of proposed rulemaking on whether to regulate premium cigars differently from other products in the deeming regulations. So the comment period runs 90 days, meaning it'll end June 25th. What that means for you, the person listening to this, is that there will be more opportunity for you to comment uh, in an official way to the FDA about your, uh, you know, opposition to uh, regulation of premium cigars. I don't know how well the push to get people commenting the last time there was that kind of opportunity went, but, you know, this is a do-over. Uh, so to the extent that it didn't go as well as the cigar world hoped it did, you know, hey, maybe maybe there are people listening to this podcast that were totally unaware that last time that will feel motivated sure. to go and, and make some kind of comment. Yeah, so... Uh- <clears throat> Go check out the uh, the CRA right mm-hmm. cigarrights.org and uh, and sign up 
uh, sign up for the notifications. Uh, sign up to uh, to send emails to your uh, politicians, and uh, just get involved. Even even in a simple way, if you sign up for Cigar Rights, they give you a packet of a sampler of cigars that is well worth over the uh, the price that you're uh, yeah. don the amount that you're donating. So um, so definitely go get on there and do that. Yeah. So you were mentioning Rocky. So Rocky Patel of obviously Rocky Patel Premium Cigars, the most active and uh, fervent proponent of uh, cigar rights on Capitol Hill, and maybe qualified. Right? Oh I mean, yeah, he's, he's of, course. Uh, of the cigar makers. How many are attorneys? So, um, so Rocky has been a, a, a major player in in this push, uh, and to that end, he was on Tucker Carlson tonight, which is a uh, Fox News program. I know the the whole world, including the cigar world, is a little split on what their you know gut reaction is to the name Fox News. Yeah, uh, but at least on this issue, in major mainstream media, there is no better friend to the cigar industry than than Fox News right now. I, I don't see Rocky being invited anywhere by you know the MSNBCs of the world. No. So he was on there, uh, did very well. Did uh you know it's one of those things where like you on the one hand you wish that there had been more time given to it on the show, but the fact that more than five seconds was dedicated to this issue. I think it was like four minutes. Yeah, it was a pretty solid chunk of time. Yeah. So, and he, he got in a lot of bullet points. <laughs> he really time. did, man. God bless him. So, uh, he did a good job. Yeah, at least he was on. I was getting text messaged, you know, uh, yeah, by nice. different people just because he was on. People that aren't even in the cigar industry, so just getting that yeah. airtime is well worth it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, get on, on YouTube, and I'm sure if you look up Rocky Patel, Tucker Carlson, that segment. I think we shared it on our, on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, a quick search or, or scrolling through our Facebook thing will uh, we'll bring that up. And it is worth watching, especially if you're totally, you know, uh, un... You okay over there? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, especially if you have no idea what's going on in this whole thing. Um and uh, speaking of Rocky Patel, in, in more fun, exciting news, Rocky is opening his second ever Burn by Rocky Patel location. This will be in Pittsburgh. So, um, the Burn. Well, actually, it's, th- it's his yeah, third it, because right. his second is in Oklahoma City. So, this would be his third. And, okay. Well, yeah, and there's there's got to be a little. So, the, the one in Oklahoma City is still sort of under construction. Okay. But, uh, but they're open. But they're they're open. Okay, but have they had their like? Is it officially but, open? No, but they are open to the public. Okay, uh, you can go in and buy cigars and whatever. But they're okay. they're still doing the final renovations there. Got it. Got it. Okay, so so there will be three total, plus some others that are coming down the pike. Yeah. Yep. Um. So this one in particular, you can get on cigarsnobmag.com and read a little bit, uh, as well as see a picture of uh, of that new location. But if you're in Pittsburgh or visiting Pittsburgh, it will be in the uh, Pittsburgh's North Shore at, um, I don't have the street address here, but uh, but yeah, on Pittsburgh's North Shore, uh, this will be the third one. So there's Oklahoma City and the original in Naples, Florida, which opened in 2010. Which is um, still awesome. Still awesome. Uh, one thing that I think is pretty cool, though, is uh, it sounds like they're making an effort to kind of tailor the decor and the design of each one to the city so this one is supposed to be a lot of like more whereas the naples one is it, it looks very much like a, an homage to his indian heritage yep uh this pittsburgh one i imagine there'll still be some of that right because it's still rocky's place yeah uh but there'll be a lot of like metal and more rustic looking stuff that sort of calls out pittsburgh's steel 
uh, Pittsburgh is black pass. and yellow. Is it going to be all black and yellow? Black and yellow, black I'm and looking yellow. at a picture, and there is some yellow and some black. I don't know if that's on purpose. but Okay, because if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, it's all black and yellow. It's all black and yellow. Yeah, Pittsburgh is a cool town. Yep. I dig it, man. I yeah. dig Pittsburgh. We've, we've all been, right? You were you you went to a Steelers game. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Nick yeah. and I went to a Pirates game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Pirates, Marlins, and you were, that was Raiders? The Raiders were playing Pittsburgh? Yeah, Steelers, Raiders. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great sports town, great town. And increasingly, and I think for me anyway, surprisingly, great cigar town. Heck yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cigar bars, there were, that was great. There's great cigar uh, cigar shops. There were like little mom and pop type cigar shops. And then there were a downtown shop, right? Like in the strip district, you had Leaf and Bean. And right. cheap drinks, which is always good. Cheap, 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 cheap. Cheap drinks. Mean nothing. Isn't that a song? No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you're going to be in Pittsburgh, uh, that'll have its grand opening April 7th, but that's sort of a VIP thing. The 8th, it's open to the public. Ah, very good. I'm glad you checked that out because we're, yeah. yeah, we'll be there on the 7th. Right, right. Yeah, you're a VIP, man. Whoa. Hey, what, what, I think what, we'll be there on the 6th. Are we sure on those dates? We are there on the 6th, but we are also there on the opening, which is the 7th. You can, but I mean, you can just go on the 6th and see if you can get in. I mean, no, we'll be there with Rocky. We might um, have to check back on these dates. No, right. no, no. I know this for sure. I just got an email from Mark a second ago. Oh, okay. I have been dealt to you. Yeah, uh, as usual. So, uh, back to our featured cigar. How are you guys doing on this Obelisco? Interesting, man. It changed. Uh, so that that part of it is is fun. I like when a cigar changes its uh, its flavor profile throughout. So now I get I get a little bit more cedar than mm-hmm. before. A tiny bit more spice, right? Part of that is also that it's getting closer, so it's it's starting to heat up. Uh, but fun, so a lot of that nuttiness and creaminess and chocolateness is now for me uh, dipped into the background a little bit more, and now the woodiness is uh, woodiness and spice are in the foreground. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. And to your point about it getting closer to to the head of the cigar, it's also getting thinner. It's also so getting thinner. So it burns yeah. hotter and hotter. It's sort of more more of a change in temperature. Than you would get with most. Vitola. It feels like when you're drinking a really good beer, and uh, and the beer cha- or wine, and it changes as you're drinking because its temperature is changing. Uh, it, it feels a little bit like that, right? Like you start off with a, a really nice stout, and when you first pour it and you pull it out of the fridge and it's it's still very cold, it's got a particular profile. And then as it warms up, as you're getting to the bottom of the glass, you're like, man, I wish all of it was like this because now it's this other way. So this this is kind of like what the cigar definitely like. changed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I first started, I said medium, and now when I retro on my retro hill, I feel more pepper coming out. So it's yeah. it's gotten yeah, a little bit hotter. So yeah, it's good. Uh, so again, in case I, I really should have said this at the very beginning of this segment, but as a reminder, we are smoking La Gloria Cubana Artesanos de Obelisco. So that's a five by fifty seven pyramid shape. Spring break. Is nearly upon us, or is it upon us? Or are we? In- oh well, uh, in Dade County, yeah, the schools yeah. are off today. Right. So, uh, what do you all have planned for spring break? I know the two of you are both uh, parental married. units. Yeah, you're, you're both parental <laughs> units, but also uh, your your unit counterparts are teachers. So it's especially relevant to, to in terms of how it changes your schedules. For and sure. For sure. Your I mean, home life. It's a big deal in the Calvino household. Right. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll be taking off on on Tuesday. We'll be heading up to uh, Chi Town, baby, Ooh. and go visit Chicago, and uh, just smoke some cigars there with the kids and stuff. No, I'm kidding. 
We'll, uh, we're going to go check out the Field Museum and the uh, Sky Deck and all that stuff. The ki- kids have been dying to go to Mr. Biggs. Oh, man. Killing. How cold is it in Chicago now? It's like 30. <laughs> nice. About 30, man. You remember that? 30. It's funny how when you live down here in South Florida, we take vacations to go in the cold places when usually most of the country is trying to get out of trying it. Trying to come down here. So, yeah, we're trying to trying to find some cold Trying weather. to get a little yeah. cold. Get them ski jackets. Where are those, honey? <laughs> <laughs> Dust them things off. Uh, so I can't wait. I can't wait for the kids to experience uh, some real blues, real Chicago blues there in person. Yeah, you've been getting them hooked on blues. They're they've gotten into it. They are into it, man. They they just haven't taken up the instrument, but but they're right. into the music. Yeah. So cool. I can't wait. Need a pair of Ray Bans and a uh, fedora and a, a, a little jacket. A little do rag would be nice. Cool. A little buddy guy do rag. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Ivan, what do you got planned? So, I'll probably be doing brunch. That's the only thing I'm doing. I have a... Well, uh, but in all fairness, he just found out spring break was... Right. <laughs> this week. I can talk shit because my wife probably doesn't listen to all the episodes yeah. of, the, of the podcast. Go to she, town. she doesn't ever inform me of her days off so until the, the day before. So, I had no idea. Or the day after. Breaks. Yeah. <laughs> you go, hey, honey, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I didn't work today. So, uh, so, I just found out she has some time off. Because she wants to do stuff. So I do have a Groupon they had given me for, I think it was Christmas that's expiring for a free brunch. So I'll probably be using that and doing that. So looking forward to it. Good times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No golf, man? Seriously? No golf during spring break? So you know that she's going to be home. Yeah. She's going to be with the baby. so. So I signed up for a tournament, but I signed up late. Uh, so I'm on the waiting list. Your so first I'm, alternate. I'm a first alternate. So if somebody, if somebody out there is out, listening, if somebody drops and you're out, in this yeah, tournament, drop, drop out so I can play. <laughs> <laughs> we know we know where to go. There's a golf Nancy Kerrigan situation <laughs> in South Florida. There's some poor fat guy in his apartment, and and Ivan just took a nine iron to his knee. Watch out for I Ivan premiering in theaters <laughs> next year, summer 2019. So uh, I don't have any spring break plans, but I'm breaking news here Whoa. on the Cigars Not Podcast. Whoa. This is actually not really breaking news. This is more uh, I am uh, <laughs> part, part of the reason that we're not uh, doing anything for spring break is that we'll be in New Orleans. The WAF, my WAF, and I will be in New Orleans April 5th. So uh, kind of. Now that's a fun town. Yeah, and I, I haven't been to New Orleans Since just for fun. Uh, no, I, I was there. Yeah, well, I haven't been since the show, but before the show, I hadn't been to New Orleans just like on a vacation since maybe 2010-ish. Wow. So so it's been, yeah, almost 10 I years. I can't go that long without going to New Orleans. Yeah. I love that town. So, uh, so yeah, I'll have to, uh, I'm going to start this week making, you know, all the restaurant reservations and that kind of thing. What do you got so, in mind? No idea. No idea. No? I mean, I'm going to try to do things that I haven't done, you know, but there's a lot that I haven't done in New Orleans. Cape so. Paul's good yeah by all means i'm 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 all ears on the reservation front french 75 bar there at our nose yeah i I may also i may also have to be uh making use of the uh cigar snob name to get a little bit of a favor i might just go to like cigar factory new orleans or something we're doing an airbnb but may not be able to check in for like almost a whole day because we're getting in in the morning and we don't know if we'll be able to check in until uh, at night so I may be hitting up. Huh. Uh, that deserves, if you guys can hear out there, that deserves yeah. a hmm. hmm. 
Yeah, but no, just to put our luggage somewhere while we, you know, run around eating. Oh, uh, no, man, there's plenty of places yeah. I can hook you up yeah, with there. Yeah. So, yeah, no no spring break plans, uh, also because we don't have kids, so it's, we don't have that excuse to, yep. <laughs> to do But But uh, Frenchman Street, you got to go over to Frenchman Street, yep. listen to some live blues and jazz. World War II Museum is pretty good. That Museum I do want to do. You came back with both of you. Outstanding. Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, both of you came back with some pretty great. Oh, and you can do it like in four or five hours. It's awesome. With that, we will be hearing from our episode sponsor, Filigree Cigars, before we come back with our parting recommendations. Villager Cigars is celebrating 130 years in tobacco and unveiling its first ever full-bodied premium handmade cigar in the Villager La Vencedora. It's a follow-up to the highly acclaimed Villager La Flor de Inclán and Villager Sandoro Colorado. The Nicaraguan Puro is wrapped in a beautiful Nicaraguan Habano Oscuro wrapper and boasts a potent full-bodied smoking experience featuring highly seasoned, hearty flavors. The Villager La Vencedora is a palate-pleasing, full-bodied, yet elegant cigar that will satisfy the cigar connoisseur as well as the casual smoker. Make sure that you visit Villager online at villagercigars.com. Check them out on Facebook, facebook.com slash villager.northamerica. Twitter at Villager Cigars, that's cigars with an S at the end, and Instagram at Villager Cigar, just Villager Cigar, no S at the end, on Instagram. All right, as we do in every episode, we're going to round this one out with recommendations of things that you should do, eat, watch, smoke, drink, read. Uh, Ivan, what are you up to? What do you got for the people? Okay, so since we let off the show with a fake meat segment, for Mm. everyone else who's listening to us who likes real meat, Check out Jimmy P's Butcher Shop in Delhi. These guys are located in Naples. So if you're in Naples, head out Head out there. They have a meat market, plus they have a restaurant called Jimmy P's Chard, which Eric and I ate at recently, which was... Awesome. How was it? Just Tell awesome. Me. Pretty badass, right? That was fucking badass. Yeah. The wine selection, the meat, the fucking... Seeing that guy back there... Keeping track of all the of fucking all the steaks meat. being grilled. Amazing. They're bringing all these cuts of steak right by you. This They brought this this uh, one of those tomahawk steaks by us. Yep. Did you see the size of it? It looked like a banjo <laughs> that they brought by. <laughs> the place is awesome. So anyways, you we brought back some, uh, some meats from the meat market to make it home. I made a burger that was badass. It was a Kobe beef. Uh, it, was Berkshire a, it was a combo. Pork, it was, yeah. It was a combo of, uh, of Kobe beef. And uh, Kurubata pork. Kurubata pork. It was amazing. Just I got the same thing. It. They were they were the Just best burgers the I've was, ever made. Was was stunning. Uh, I also got some ribeyes, but I haven't I haven't made them yet. Yeah. So so if you're in Naples, go there. If not, you can get it uh, on their website. They'll they'll ship it to you. So. Yeah. Just Google Jimmy P's Butcher Shop. You know what we haven't been doing, and this is really more my fault. There's no reason why we can't put Jimmy P's in the description text of this episode. So just look in the description, and there will be links to all the stuff we're talking about. God damn it, Nick. We have the technology, as I like to say here. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy P's, we'll link to them in the description, and you can check out their meat. You got it. Check your meat. Put all your balls behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else? That's it. Cool. Uh, it's one thing, right? It's supposed to be one thing, but Nick does two. So I'm going to go two this time. I have time. two. I have two oh, this time around, getting too. big so. time. Here for I'm going to go two. And look, you notice how he doesn't even put them in the show notes. He's like, he doesn't even want. It's true. Yeah. Fuck you, jerk.
Well, because I'm thinking of them. I just thought of the two things. All right. So what I've got is a Twitter account that I discovered by total chance, and it's Captain Andrew Luck. And it's this dude who, who will do Twitter posts as Andrew Luck, but if he was a Civil War general or captain, I should say. Can we cut in Yeah, yeah. something right here? Like, so he does have some videos. I'll, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll so, cut the audio from a video. Well, this. yeah, so there's, the most recent one happens to be something related to Miami. and it's uh, So every post uh, starts with Dearest Mother. It's as if he was writing a letter to his mom so from, the, uh, from the war front. So great. And it's, uh, this latest one is Dearest Mother, Lieutenant Gore has departed the unit. So he's obviously talking about Frank Gore. Uh, while, I, while I shall miss our Frank discussions, he confided in me his wish to one day swim with the dolphins. He shall be missed. <laughs> Onward, Andrew. So uh, so now you'll cut in some some of the audio ones that he has. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's um, good shit. So, so follow that dude, man. That's brilliant. Dearest mother, I hope this letter finds you and the hogs well. I felt it necessary to give you an update on my health, so you would not worry. While I have not fired my sidearm in quite some time due to the rust buildup, I am finally confident I shall fire it again. Soon. This campaign has been a long and arduous one, Mother. I feel as though it has taken something from all of us. I have so longed to be on the battlefield with my men, but, alas, I must follow the Sawbones' orders. I shall see you soon. I can't thank you enough for your care packages and for your love, Andrew. So you had two recommendations. You got Captain yeah. The Andrew other, Luck. the other is a Netflix documentary that I started watching. I haven't finished it, but it's called Take Your Pills. Have you seen this? It's about uh, it's about like Ritalin and Adderall and and how it's being abused by kids in college and things of that nature. Holy shit! I got kids that are, uh, you know, a few years away from that, but man, it is yeah. uh, some scary shit. Just people abusing that stuff left and right without knowing what the hell it's going to do to you. Abusing it in the sense of like, yeah. like using it, it for using tests it, and yeah, studying. using it as a performance enhancing drug for test taking. Hmm. Yeah. I never did that. Clearly. <laughs> 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 well, so then it got me thinking about like maybe we should use that here. <laughs> what we're I don't I don't know if it helped. Let's put it down. <laughs> Send us your emails at feedback at cigarsnobmag.com and we'll let you know where to send the Ritalin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got uh, two recommendations. The first is uh, we were talking about that omnibus package. Um, I would recommend that people check out the March 22nd uh, tweet thread by Rand Paul, who spent hours reading through the, uh, reading through the bill and uh, tweeting some of the... Uh, Really, more lowlights in here, and it's uh, it's pretty impressive. It's it never gets old. Like the insane things that uh, that are buried in these thousands and thousands of pages of uh, of legislation, um, but uh, but definitely worth checking that out. I won't even bother uh, getting into into the details, but if that's a topic that you're interested in. Uh, that is a series of tweets that is worth checking out. And he then, also does. I think he also does a uh, a little recap with Tucker Carlson. He, yeah, he might. He might have done that. And I'm, it's uh, it's also on his Twitter feed. Yeah. So um, so yeah, that's that's worth checking out. Again, that's March twenty second. So I'm sure if you just scroll that far into his Twitter feed, you'll come across it. And then uh, the second one is uh, semi self promotional, 
I've got a little bit of a, a passion project from which I make no money, although I have, uh, I have gotten two dog bandanas out of the deal now. Mm. I recommended them on a previous podcast, and since then somebody was like, hey, if you could drop some mentions of us on your stuff, uh, friend of, you know, friend of ours. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I am dropping a mention of DadeMag.com only because the, uh, the most recent thing on the site, uh, I, I told you guys I, I had gone out and documented uh, a buddy of mine who's been cleaning up a nature preserve one piece of garbage at a time. Uh, and so there's a, a video story about that. Uh, pretty cool, pretty cool story. It's, it's cool to see people who are like, who sort of take it upon themselves to, uh, to make a difference in whatever little way. Uh, this guy has covered four acres of swamp just walking through it on his That's off time. mangrove swamp. Yeah, mangrove swamp. Yeah, which is not easy. Yeah, man. walking through it in his off time, uh, just picking up garbage. And uh, according to him, and he admits this has not been done in any precise way, but he just kind of like lifts the bags and guesstimates the weights. He guesses that he's picked up well over a ton of garbage. Uh, and I believe it because when we were there, we picked up a lot of garbage. Um <laughs> Also, speaking of putting Man, your thank balls, thank God for people like that. Speaking of putting your balls behind people, uh, this is a nude beach area. So as you're picking up mangrove swamp trash, there's a bunch of balls uh, just beyond the mangroves. Uh, is there anything other than balls, Nick? Because otherwise, I'm not interested. <laughs> there, there may be. I don't know how many. The, they were if not- you're trying to sell people to help this guy. Let, let, uh, I, I will say the cleanup any- effort. Yeah, you're not yeah. going to get them on this podcast. I will say if there if there are any naked ladies out there. They're not there to see the balls because they were low-quality balls out there in the mangrove swamp. (laughs) (laughs) Mangrove swamp balls are not grade A. Uh, So anyway, yeah, DadeMag.com, cool story that, uh, that, you know, hopefully more people see and... uh, and hope you know more people see and think of ways to to do whether it's an environmental thing or not. You know, just there's it's one of those stories that shows like you don't have to wait around for for stuff to happen. Uh, So with that, we got anything else for the people? I got nothing. Cool. We are empty. I I enjoyed the cigar. Yeah, I did too, man. Yeah, cool shape. Uh, Again, it's still changing. And it's still changing. Yeah. Uh, This I I would put this among the more enjoyable of the funky shaped cigars. There are a lot of times you get funky shaped cigars for me that they're like, eh, beyond the funky shape, not a lot of redeeming value. Like it's kind of a novelty thing. This was good. This was good. I enjoyed this. All right, so thank you for listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. You can find Cigar Snob at CigarSnobMag.com. Follow us on social media, Cigar Snob Mag. Uh, that's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google+, all over the place. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're everywhere. And uh, rate and review us while you're there. Share us with your friends, all that stuff. Until next time, this is the Cigar Snob Podcast. And... Uh, See you in Chicago. Yeah, see you in Chicago or New Orleans or on the golf course. Adios. Bye-bye.